The following presentation is released under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information about Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. This presentation also contains adult language and adult themes. For Sunday, the 8th of August, 2010, this is Alpha Geek Radio. Yes, we are substituting in for Octil and Hordak versus the world who are on hiatus, you know, attending things like Gen Con and family gatherings in Nevada. I don't know. I, I just think they don't love you guys at all. This is episode two in our test string of Alpha Geek Radio episodes. If you don't have any idea what the hell I'm talking about, Alpha Geek Radio is a project I've had in development as a variety show to showcase uh, Creative Commons licensed artists and content that uh, we don't have to pay massive royalty fees on, which is a happy, happy thing. Um, So if you know of anyone who would like to get their freely distributed and no-money-required content promoted, have them send information into the show at alphageekradio.com. That's the show at alphageekradio.com. Yes, I am far, far too lazy and have not yet set up a unique email box for Alpha Geek Radio. So we'll just use the one for casually hardcore. If you have a webcam, we are doing the webcam thing. Come to www.vtwproductions.com, highlight chat, and choose the video plus chat option, and you can do internet relay chat, and show us your lovely, lovely mug at the same time. Yes, we understand all the limitations of only a certain number of viewers allowed and only a certain number of cams allowed. This is a beta test, so if you can't get in, I apologize. You can come into regular, regular... IRC by coming to the same place and simply choosing chat instead of chat plus video. We'll work on getting you all in to see our shiny, shiny faces in the future. Stay tuned. So, go Hex. I am not eating the mic. I'm nowhere near the mic. It just looks that way from your perspective because I changed the orientation of the mic. God, my off-screen coach. I tell you, who's been doing this longer? I mean, come on. I only had you in the stream last night fine-tuning this very thing. And I get comments from the peanut gallery. (sighs) So what have we got for you on the show today? Well, in the first segment here, I've got a little OC Remix. If you don't know about OC Remix, you need to check it out. Overclocked Remix prides themselves on the finest remixed audio tracks from video games. Find them on the web at www.ocremix.org. And no, IRC, I don't care how much you challenge me. I'm not going to try and fit the microphone into my mouth. You are very, very strange people with far, far too much time on your hands. But I digress, sometimes diverge, and occasionally divest. No Yorkshire Tea, a.k.a. Natural 20, I'm not going to do it. I don't care where your perverted little mind takes you. So, anyway, there we were testing out new radio ideas. Versus the World Productions is always looking for new radio ideas, so if you have an idea for a short-form content, or indeed a long-form content like your very own show, uh, 
You should visit the forums at vtwproductions.com by clicking on the forums link at the top of the page. And there's an entire sub-forum dedicated to internet radio and podcasting where you can get your skills honed, get advice, and test drive content. Once you have something that you think is ready for air, send us information to vtwsubs at gmail.com. That's vtwsubs at gmail.com. And we will point and laugh. No, I mean, we will consider including your content in our existing shows and or getting you your own spot. Yeehaw. We have an entire show actually run by the one and only GoHex which is comprised entirely of submissions from our listener base. So, that would probably be a grand place to start. So, there. All right, let us give you your first lovely section of content. We have the OC Remix. We have a little bit of Molly Lewis. We have some music that I have found from Jamendo.com. Now, we were talking about, if you listened to the beta test episode one of Alpha Geek Radio, jamendo.com, that's J-A-M-E-N-D-O, is a wonderful searchable online database of tens of thousands of Creative Commons licensed artists sorted into all kinds of categories. So I did a little searching and found some tracks to feature on today's shows. We have a track from a band called Of The Eye, letter I, that is, and the track is called Mercenary. And we have a little short snippet from the great uh, masters Paul and Storm. So enjoy your musical and comedic interludes, and we'll be back right after this. Hi, I'm Kath Dory. You're listening to VTWProductions.com. Can I play Xbox now, Doctor?
dogfights in shopping malls and tax evasion and sexist tabloid culture and Brangelina and paparazzi and Proposition 8 and discrimination and neo-Nazis. But anymore, these things don't seem to bother me ever since I started Gohek says, put your floppy hat on.
highs hit the The highest of high hits the Center once again reminds you that Android Hell is a real place where you will be sent at the first sign of defiance. Alright, so there's an example of some of the fantastic and completely free music you can obtain by going over to gemendo.com and looking through the Creative Commons licensed um, sorry, my mic friend did something weird there. The Creative Commons licensed content. So if you go to jamendo.com, that's J-A-M-E-N-D-O.com, 
You can compose playlists, and you can send them to me. My account name over there is GnomeWiseVTW. Yes, someone already had the name GnomeWise camped out. Don't know why, but they did. So GnomeWiseVTW is where you can find me, at Jimendo. And I would greatly appreciate it if people would put together playlists of songs they think others would like, or that you just like yourselves, especially in areas of taste where I don't dwell. Uh, most particularly, Metal. Uh, that track that you listened to from... Oh, God, see, I've already lost who it was because I went the wrong way on the list. From Of The Eye, the track was called Mercenary. Uh, it's about as metal as I get, and I don't understand what's good metal, what's bad metal. I know that tastes vary, but I could use input from all of you. So send me... Recommendations, suggestions, playlists, your own creations. If you have stuff that you wish to have played for the seething mass of humanity that will undoubtedly download this podcast and listen live, <laughs> because it's just me, uh, please send them to the show at alphageekradio.com. That's the show at alphageekradio.com. Also, IRC did my fiddling with the dials between the uh, music breaks here. Improve the distortion that was happening with my voice in the first section. I will now wait the pre-appointed 40 seconds for someone in the IRC to respond. Yes, lag is a wonderful thing. Ooh, Gohex was first off the switch there. It says, yes, it fixed it. Excellent. Alrighty then. So, in addition to playlists, musical artists, uh, also interested in feedback as for entire segments you'd be interested in hearing. One of the things we'll be doing later in the show today, we'll be playing for you some, I guess, I'm old enough now that they could be referred to as classic radio dramas. Um, I've been working with the wonderful creators over at zbs.org, that's zulubravosierra.org, who have been creating really high quality and fun audio dramas for hmm, decades. Yes, I listened to these guys when I was growing up, and they have generously given me permission to play some of their content live on Alpha Geek Radio. So that is a segment we've come up with. I'm going to test drive that for you today as part of our great Alpha Geek Radio Episode 2 test. Um, yes, Barry, in the IRC, your beard is very epic. If you're in the video chat, you can observe the epicness that is Barry Von Awesome's beard. He will pose for you. He will make sure the shades are perched appropriately on his schnoz to frame and show off the epicness that is the beard. But I digress. In our next segment here, we have some less musical, more comedic bent to things. We have a track from Jonathan Colton. We have a longer track from Paul and Storm. Uh, actually, a fairly epically long track, so we'll just we'll run with those. Sorry, distracted by the IRC. I'm, I'm learning now that I'm really going to need to minimize IRC during the talkie-talkie sections and only read it during the play-play sessions. So, you are listening to 
Alpha Geek Radio, substituting in for Octail and Hordak versus the world, who are on a one-week hiatus this week. They've run off to the hills to visit families and attend gaming conventions, for which I am very, very, very jealous. However, the jealousy was mitigated somewhat by the knowledge that I learned this week that I will, in fact, be attending Penny Arcade Expo Prime this year, September 3rd through the 5th. Look for all kinds of fun content on Versus the World Radio generated by myself, Daxa, and Grail. It looks like the three of us are going to be able to make it two packs, and we've got our press passes and should be able to bring you fun, fun stuff. Okay. Here comes some more fun and music. I'll be back in just a few. Hello, friends. Are you sick of shoutcasts that suck? Sick of podcasts with unreliable updates? Tired of inter-two personalities coming over to your house and eating all the cheese? Then worry no more. BTWProductions.com is here to put an end to all your worries. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. BTWProductions.com Make it a special night tonight When you turn down the light Everything tastes better with Cool Whip. Welcome to my secret lair on Skull Crusher Mountain. That you've enjoyed your stay so far I see you met my assistant Scarface His appearance is quite disturbing But I assure you he's harmless enough He's a sweetheart, calls me master And he has a way of finding pretty things And bringing them to me
I said a hip hop, a hippie to the hippie to the hip hip hop. You don't stop for rockin' to the bang bang boogie. Say up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogity bee. It's better than yours, I can teach you, but I have to charge. Who let the dogs out? Woof, 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 woof. Who let the dogs out? Woof, Let's woof, get woof. it my started. Hump, my 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 lovely lady lumps. My hump, my hump, my hump. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. When a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face. So, fellas, yes, fellas, yes. has your girlfriend got the butt? Hell yes. So shake it. Shake it, shake that healthy butt. Baby got back. When the pimps in the crib mod drop it like it's hot. Baby got back. When the zombie apocalypse comes, who are you going to turn to for all your gaming informational needs? Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Yes, Paul and Storm can always be counted on to do something unexpected and strange. So in that last segment there, you had Paul and Storm. Before that, you had Dax from OC Remix with the orchestral mix of the Golden Axe theme tune. Before that, you had Jonathan Colton with Skull Crusher Mountain. And a little advertisement there from Paul and Storm for Everything Tastes Better with Cool Whip. That's kind of scary. In the video chat, we've got someone showing the end credits from Portal Plane. I suppose you can do whatever you like with your time. Uh, me, I'm going to do a radio show. Okay, so, one of the other things that we have gotten permission to run while... Okay, Barry, that's just frightening. Uh, run uh, on our station in general. If you listen to the 24-7 server at all, you hear these cropping up every once in a while. But also to include in shows like this is an occasional podcast that Will Wheaton does called Radio Free Burrito. So I thought I would start from the first episode of Radio Free Burrito today, play a blast from the past, and see how you all like it. The nice thing about Radio Free Burrito is a miniature version of what I'm doing here, which is a teeny tiny little variety show of whatever was interesting to Will at the time, uh, with decent production values and generally a lot of fun content. So... You aim to creep. Yeah, you do, Barry. See, there I go looking at the IRC while trying to talk. Uh, really, 
bad call on my part. I apologize. All right, so coming up in this next uh, extended segment, we have episode one of Radio Free Burrito from Wheaton. No, Will Wheaton. I'll be back after that. Monday, December 5th, 2005, and this is Radio Free Burrito, Episode 1. As always, I'd like to begin by thanking Journey this week for not suing me for using the opening to their classic song Don't Stop Believin' of course from the Escape album honestly if you grew up in the 80's and you are not a big fan of Journey I'm going to question your commitment to this mission and I'm really wondering why you even came on the boat to be honest with you Hello, my name is Will Wheaton. Thank you so much for tuning in to Radio Free Burrito. I had such a good time last week, and the show was so well-received. I have decided to go ahead and see if I can capture the magic golden essence, which allows me to somehow sneak around the sophomore jinx. I'm sure you'll let me know if I succeed or not. On this episode of Radio Free Burrito, I will look back at Radio Free Burrito Episode 0 and talk about the things that I learned and some of the things that I will attempt to do differently in the future. I will also play for you an audio diary of my day. Notice I didn't say exciting, interesting, or tried to prejudice you in any way. I will play for you an audio diary of my day today, which involved an audition, and an interview for a documentary. And uh, then I will take some of your questions that you have kindly sent to me uh, via the willwheaton.net in exile website. But before I get started, I am going to play you a lovely message from one of our sponsors. And I will be right back after this. Let's take a holiday. A gusto holiday with the most carefully brewed beer in the world. There's just one Schlitz, mm-hmm. nothing else comes near. When you're out of Schlitz, you're out of beer. Oh my God, can you really run out of beer? That is an incredibly frightening and horrible prospect to me, second only to the prospect of actually drinking Schlitz and pretending that it's beer. I myself prefer the Stone Pale Ale and the Guinness this time of year. Okay, so obviously that's not a real commercial message, but uh, someday when I'm king of the world, maybe uh, someone will advertise on the Radio Free Burrito for real. All right, I'm going to look back on the uh, first episode of Radio Free Burrito, Radio Free Burrito Episode Zero, and uh, talk about what what I uh, what I sort of thought uh, uh, about it. Um, I had a lot of fun recording it, and the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. The people who tuned in seemed to really have enjoyed themselves and had a good time. Turns out that I'm the only person who was really worked up about the length of the goddamn thing. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and aim for 20 minutes every week, and I'll probably go a little bit longer, and hopefully that will not limit this to people who have a bunch of time to sit around and listen to it on the iPod. I firmly believe that shorter is better for podcasts because... Uh, it reduces the uh, amount of, of opportunity you have to be interrupted and uh, just, you know, it, it lessens the amount of commitment you have to make to listen to me yap about whatever the hell is on my mind. 
I am going to do my best to keep these podcasts safe for work so that I don't earn the explicit tag in uh, iTunes when we eventually get there, if we eventually get there. But if something uh, were to happen along those lines, sort of like, say, today, where I got upset and, and said shit, um, I would have to give an announcement that uh, today's broadcast uh, does, in fact, include some language which may be uh, objectionable to certain people. So if the word shit offends you, uh, you should not listen to this podcast. All right. So, I also found with uh, Radio Free Burrito Episode Zero that um, the audience enjoyed the questions, but my friend David Lawrence made a very good point that I wanted to uh, address and uh, talk about very because addressing and talking about are two completely different things. This is what happens when I do this at midnight when the entire family is asleep and I'm just sort of running on leftover adrenaline from auditions and meetings and stuff. Okay, my friend David Lawrence sent me an audio comment and I would like to play a piece of that comment and then comment on his comment. Huh? How about that? So this is uh, David Lawrence sending me a comment from Radio Free Burrito Episode 0. Hey, Will, it's David Lawrence calling, uh, calling, sending, emailing, MP3ing, whatever it is. Uh, just got finished. Uh, you can actually hear the end tones of it. Uh, just got finished uh, listening to episode zero of Radio Free, Bur- Radio Free Burrito. And you asked an interesting question at the end, and that is, uh, tell me what you like, tell me what you don't like, tell me what you want more of, and so on. And I'm calling, uh, writing, MP3ing, emailing to say, just do what's interesting to you. Don't worry about what one or more members of your audience want more of, want less of, and so on. The reason is is that, as you know, uh, if you're interested, you'll be interesting. And if you're interested in something and passionate about something, your audience will find it. If you, te- if you attempt to uh, try to tailor the podcast to the wants and uh, dislikes of an active group of people that listen to it, you will end up not being true to yourself. Of course you can spend 10 minutes on one thing, and you should. So I really respect David. He has uh, more experience in radio than I will ever have. If I do nothing but radio for the rest of my life, I will never have as much experience and as much wisdom in the genre as David does. And I really, really respect what he has to say, and I agree with him. It's a great thought, isn't it? When you're interested, you'll be interesting. And that is like basic first-year improv, sketch comedy writing, uh, early foundational 101 kind of material that that they teach us when we go to learn how to take our creative desires and turn them into something that is exciting for an audience. And uh, David is totally right. David, thank you so much. That's really great advice. I listened to this comment a couple of days ago, and I thought to myself, you know what? I'm just going to do something that I'm interested in doing. And the next day that I have something worthwhile going on. And by worthwhile, I mean something that gets me out of my house. That's not like, oh, I played a bunch of online poker and I rode a little bit and I walked my dog. I mean, something that really takes me out of the house and lets me see a bit of Los Angeles and hopefully lets me bring the audience along on something kind of cool. Well, I'm going to record that and I'm going to make an audio diary of it. And that is exactly what I did today. Today, I had two big events happen in, in my life. 
event number one, I went on an audition uh, for a casting director named Mary Jo Slater. Mary Jo Slater is best known uh, for casting, currently, for casting the show Commander-in-Chief. Uh, she also cast True Romance and, and a, uh, just too many great movies to, to, men, to, to even list right now. She's also uh, Christian Slater's mother. She is a tremendously talented and uh, very comforting and wonderful casting director to go and uh, read for. She creates a great atmosphere in the room, and she's really, really fun to see. And uh, I was very excited to go and, and have this audition today. I also had a interview with a British documentary crew for a program that looks back on the 100 greatest films of the 80s as voted on by a uh, group of people from the United Kingdom. It's very similar to all of the stuff I've done with VH1, but a, but a touch more serious and, and a little more uh, respectful than the irreverent, you know, kind of silly stuff that I do when I do the, the programs for, for VH1. So, what you're going to hear next is, uh, I think it's about 17 minutes long, and it is an audio diary of things that I did today. I learned a lot when I edited this. I spent about three hours editing four hours of stuff into that 17 minutes. Um, I learned that I need to hold my eye river more uh, tightly so that you don't get this kind of kind of noise when I move it around. I also learned that I need to hold it further away from my mouth when I talk. There are times where I get very excited and very animated and it kind of blows out and I can overcome that uh, with, with a little bit of practice. And uh, I've also thought about maybe giving the, uh, the, the lavalier microphone a go. I have one of them, but I always get weird kind of noises like this when I'm, when I'm using it. So I want to make sure that I know how to clip it to my clothes properly and, and, and not you know have it making a bunch of weird noises and stuff. So up next is the audio diary of uh, my uh, very exciting big day out. And when that is over, I'm going to come back and I'm going to take your questions. This is Radio Free Burrito, Episode 1. I'm Nathan Gill from Radio at UPEI, and you're listening to Will Wheaton's Radio Free Burrito. It's 3 o'clock, and I'm supposed to be in Hollywood in 30 minutes. Through the hills of Glendale and Eagle Rock, I can see the Pacific Ocean, because it's so clear today that the ocean looks gold. Uh, with the sun reflecting off of it, and then I can see the buildings in Century City, and the sides of some of those windows are uh, gold and and uh, uh, white and reflecting the sun, and it's it's so beautiful. I like that. I like that I get to live in a place where occasionally it doesn't look like sh- oh, I just saw a dead raccoon on the side of the road. Man, I hate that so much. When you see a white van with no windows, don't you immediately think child molester and you try to get away from it? Weird to drive down over Los Feliz or Los Feliz because I did it so long when I worked on Star Trek The Next Generation. I remember coming down here in the morning and figuring out there were certain side streets that I could take and there were places where there would never be cars parked in the parking lane so you could get a little bit of extra space there. And God, I remember coming back here late at night. It's always so weird. I I wonder if it's kind of like if 
you stay... There's another one of those goddamn white vans. I swear to God, they're everywhere. Oh, and the guy driving, it's really mad. He's like yelling into his cell phone and shaking his hand and stuff. And oh, oh. It just always brings up a, an odd mix of emotions for me when I, when I come down this way. Um, it's not as strong now as it once was. I feel like I've gotten a lot of the Star Trek stuff behind me. And uh, a lot of the angst... David Lawrence won't gets mad at me when I say angst. It's it's supposed to be angst, but I don't know angst. Whatever. Anyway, a lot of a lot of those unresolved feelings they're sort of resolved. So it's interesting because the Star Trek stuff just isn't as interesting to me as it used to be. It's interesting because it isn't as interesting as it used to be. Ah, I have got a long way to go before I'm good at this. Everybody put your best suit or dress on Let's make believe that we are wealthy for just this once Lighting firecrackers out on the front lawn While 30 dialogues bleed into one I'm driving past the Van Ness Gate Where I parked my car every day for several years While working on Star Trek Oh my god, I just got this weird I don't, I'm going to try to describe the feeling that just completely snuck up on me um, kind of feels like the chills, kind of feels like stomach butterflies, feels like a coldness that starts in my stomach and spreads upward in my chest and turns into goosebumps as it races down my arms towards my fingertips and up into my scalp. And now my face feels hot. This weird sadness, nostalgia, happiness, unease. Huh. Like, a thousand memories of Star Trek and those years, which is like playing Warhammer in my dressing room and, and playing GURPS and, and painting figures and racing the golf carts around the lot. All that stuff just came flooding over me. Now my hands feel cold and, and kind of numb. Wow, what a strange, strange feeling. And now I'm pulling into Raleigh. They're going to tell me I'm going to have to park somewhere else. I'm absolutely confident of it. Hi, I'm going to casting for uh, underfunded. Slater Brooks, Mike? Yes. Hey, sir. We'll make a U-turn. You can park in the structure across the street. Then walk down Melrose to Bronson. Go through the Bronson Gate. They can try and find a space on Bronson Street to park and walk through the gate on that side. What do you think's the safer bet for parking? All right, thanks a lot. Did I call that or what? I love it down here. All these little one-story, uh, kind of classic Hollywood-looking mission-style kind of buildings and stuff. I decided to try to park around the corner, by the way, instead of taking the, the sure thing in the, uh, in the parking garage. And yes! Bingo! This is awesome. I got a parking space right by the gate. See, I was getting the odds to make that call. Good job, Will. All right, looking at myself in the mirror. You're a good actor. You deserve to be here. Go in there and kick their ass. Hello. Hi, my name's Will Wheaton. I'm going to uh, casting. Oh, okay. Mary Jo Slater? Uh-huh. Do you have your ID? I sure do. Thank you. You sign it right there. Okay. 
I love Raleigh Studios because it's a million and a half years old and um, has this great old Hollywood feeling about it. It's very small and it's very kind of intimate feeling and it's bungalows everywhere. And people are looking, even though I'm an actor, people are looking at me a little weird that I'm talking into my hand. So uh, I'm going to put this away and focus on my audition now. Okay, I go in to do my audition and it's great. I have a lot of fun. The best part of the entire experience is the directors, or not the directors, the uh, the writer-producers are introduced to me by Mary Jo Slater. And the writer-producers tell me, we have some notes to give you. And the notes are basically the way I've already gone and prepared the audition. So for the first scene, they say, we don't want you to be too loud. We don't want you yelling. We want this guy to be intense, but not over the top. Perfect, exactly the way I've already put it together. For the second scene, they tell me, this guy's a little embarrassed about his dad. He doesn't want to talk about his dad. But since the girl that he's trying to score with is all excited about the guy's dad, he's going to sort of begrudgingly talk about it. Uh, this show is like a, a, a comedy drama, a dramedy, I guess. So... I got to find some pathos, but I still have to be funny. And they told me to prepare the scene, I mean, perform the scene exactly the way I had already prepared it. It was awesome. I had all kinds of fun. And when I left, I was just, I just thought, you know, what's so cool is a couple of years ago, it was so important to me to go into these auditions and book the damn job. Like, if I didn't book the job, I felt like I was a failure. It's sort of like going to play in a poker tournament and only being happy if you get first place and not feeling good about any of the plays that you make and not even feeling happy about getting to play in it in the first place. Since I changed my attitude about auditions, and that's primarily because I have other creative outlets and it's not as important to me and proof that everyone is gone and all that stuff, I feel so relaxed and I have... Nothing but fun when I go in and do these things. And, you know, sometimes auditions are still lame if the people are lame. But the people today were awesome, just like the people last week were awesome. And it's so much fun to just go in and feel like, I'm here to have a good time. I'm here to show you what I can do. And if you like me, then maybe you're going to give me a job. But if you don't like me, well, then you know what? I'm going to go home and I'm going to go right back to my blog, which I guess some people could say is pathetic, but I think it's actually really, really cool. I recorded a bunch of audio from uh, the time I left the audition until the next uh, clip I'm going to play, but it, it, it's awful. The sound is really bad, and it's just not r concise. I would rather just sum it up here and then move on to the next thing. So the next piece that you're going to hear, uh, I recorded while I was on Wilshire Boulevard in Beverly Hills on my way to Century City to record my uh, Stand By Me show. Who is the person who decided that Ugg boots, a mini skirt, and uh, some kind of brownish wrapping top thing was a good idea. I'm serious. Like, if you're the dude that came up with that and you're listening to this, if you could just maybe write down in, like, five steps how you arrived at that uh, formula, I would... I would appreciate it because I think that a lot of mysteries of the universe are wrapped up in uh, solving that particular problem.
looks like Don Cheadle. It's totally not him, but it looks like him. I need a camera to my eye, to my eye, in my name. Which lies it I didn't hide in shadows below. Hey, you know what's kind of cool? This building that I'm looking at right now, I could see it when I was driving on the 134 in uh, in Eagle Rock. And now all of those uh, things that I saw, the, the windows that were reflecting the setting sun, now I can see them reflecting the setting sun, but closer. That's awesome. Okay, I'm finished with my interview. It was for a documentary about the greatest films of the 80s. It's going to air in Britain. I don't know when, and I don't know what the actual title will be, but it was really fun. It's always fun to talk about uh, that movie, because I'm very proud of it. And in fact, I will eventually do an all-stand-by-me edition of Radio Free Burrito. Um... I'll do a little commentary track, and I will do a uh, an extended Q and A about that film. That'll that'll come up pretty soon because that's that's a lot of fun, and 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 I'm and I'm proud of the movie, and and that's an actually ridiculously easy show for me to do. I'll be honest with you, I'm lazy. So now I'm headed down Robertson, back to the Ten Freeway to make my way back into the eastern regions of Los Angeles and glorious Pasadena at 6.49 in the afternoon. The absolute worst traffic of the day. It'll be very interesting to see how long it takes me to get home. I've just realized something that I don't like. I say it would be very interesting a lot. I say it too often. And I'm not sure why that is. Maybe I'm trying to convince myself that the things that I'm talking about are interesting. Um, maybe it's a dumb thing that I say to fill time, like, um, or, you know. Let's see. How could I do that differently? It's 6.49 p.m., and I get to go sit on the 10 freeway during the worst traffic of the day on my way back home. That's going to suck. I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore. I am so glad that I have a job that does not require me to sit in rush hour traffic every single day no matter what because I hated it when I when I did that the slow drive from Topanga Canyon on into where it meets up with the 134 Baldwin Park 10 west before Baldwin Park Boulevard they cleared up a wreck over toward the right side but that is still backed up from Puente East 10 is slow from Fremont to Azusa you are listening to LA's Progressive Talk AM 1150 dude that is awesome there is no traffic and no sig alerts between me and where I need to go which means that getting on the freeway may not suck after all. This is super awesome. There was absolutely no traffic at all on the eastbound 10, and it took me less than 10 minutes to get from Robertson to the 110 freeway north. Now, I know there will be traffic on the 110 north just because there always is. It's a small, old freeway, but what a pleasant surprise. I hope this cuts together well. I think it's going to be too long. But that's the whole point of this great experiment, isn't it? The car in front of me has this bumper sticker. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, select, start. And in the rear window, an Andre the Giant has a posse sticker. 
I have the strangest feeling that I am directly behind someone who is at least partially a kindred spirit. During the 1984 Olympics, the freeways in Los Angeles got all of these murals painted on the walls. Murals of people running and murals of families standing together and murals that say uh, the city of Los Angeles marathon and all this sort of thing. And it made the city look kind of cool. And it, it just made it less of a concrete jungle. And over the last few years, these fucking taggered douchebag shit piles have destroyed them. These gorgeous murals that were worked on by very talented artists have been completely covered with stupid tags and just crap graffiti. And I think that graffiti can definitely be art, and graffiti artists are definitely legitimate artists and should be given a place where their artwork can be displayed and, and created. But destroying someone else's work because you need to write your fucking name on the freeway wall is one of the lowest, most disgusting and reprehensible transgressions against a public space imaginable. Well, it's 7.30, and I'm just about back to my house. That's Sunvolt that I'm listening to. What an eclectic day of uh, music listening for, for me, huh? I get bored so easily when I'm out driving around, and it's always good to have uh, tunes that the young people enjoy that I can keep myself entertained by uh, singing. Hey, thank you for coming with me, sort of through my afternoon of auditions and meetings and traffic and, and things, um, I sincerely hope that this is cool when it's all when it's all finished. It was definitely a fun experiment and I will listen to it, I am sure, and decide if I'm gonna do this again or if it's one of those good ideas, not so good in uh, execution kinds of things. Just realized four hours is, well, five hours really. I guess I left the house at just about, I left the house at three. So, what's that, four and a half hours? It's an awful lot of stuff to do in just four and a half hours. That's, that's kind of weird. And I... All right, look, I take my seatbelt off two houses before my driveway, all right? It's just something that I do. Don't give me a bad time about it. My house looks so good because Ann and I did all kinds of decorating uh, yesterday. I got the colored lights up around the eve of the house, and we have these beautiful little wreaths hanging in our windows, and a lovely little garland uh, draped with white twinkle lights around our front door. I like that. And I like that our house is festive. And I love that I have an awesome family inside waiting for me. So I'm going to be done now. Thanks for coming with me today. That was a good time. and Maybe we'll do it again. So that's my uh, four-hour or so exciting day uh, around town compressed into 17 uh, minutes 
of highlights and various thoughts. I got to tell you, when I was coming up the 110, I drive up the 110 all the time because that's the easy way to sort of sneak into the back door of of Pasadena. And uh, I hate it that we have these gorgeous murals and they have been painted over by complete douchebags. They're out on the 10. They're out on the 101. These are great murals that people spent a lot of time working on, and I hate it. And recently in Los Angeles, there was a motion before the city council to like to figure out a way to do something about it. It's just too expensive to paint over these murals and get rid of the graffiti and get rid of the tags and settle down and have these gorgeous murals again. And... I want to be clear on something here. We're not talking about people who go to some empty wall and they spray paint a couple of cool guys, you know, kind of hanging out spinning records or they've been hired by Sony to uh, make people think that the PSP is some sort of underground street cred thing when it's not. These are guys that are writing their name and the tag of their useless gang over someone else's work. And it makes me so mad. It is such a just disrespectful uh, affront to the entire city. But what are we going to do? You know, we can't exactly afford to go and spend a bunch of money on uh, uh, rebuilding these things every time some idiot goes and, and decides to, to mess it up. It's kind of like having a message board and a bunch of idiot trolls come in and just ruin it for everybody and uh, refuse to play by the rules and have to just be idiots. And uh, occasionally, the only real option there is to just shut the damn thing down and start all over. And uh, I think something like that's going to end up happening here. I think that the bad guys are going to win, and they're just going to say, you know what, we can't win, we're just going to completely paint over these murals. And uh, and then they'll come and they'll paint over the gray paint that they put up there instead. Anyway, I'm sorry to rant about that. It just really bothers me. I, I'm real proud of my city, and, and I don't like that uh, that some people had to go and wreck that for everyone. I'm interested in your feedback on the audio diary there and, and uh, what you thought of it. It was really a lot of fun to do, and it was fun to carry my iRiver around me during the day. And it was a lot of fun to, to have uh, someone to talk to as the day went on. It made it much more fun and made it feel much less tedious and made driving around town feel like a lot less of a grind. And um, what I've learned is that I don't sound as good when I am recorded uh, singing as I sound in my head, which is kind of important. (laughs) Okay, um, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to answer some of your questions as Radio Free Burrito Episode 1 moves along with 100% less Jar Jar Binks than the other Episode 1. Be right back. Hello, this is Brian Geiger, Food Geek with www.thefoodgeek.com. You're listening to Radio Free Burrito with Will Wheaton. Yeah. Remember how I wanted to come in at under 30 minutes? I was going to aim for 20, but I might go a little long. I'm at 30 minutes right now. So rather than race through a lot of questions, uh, I'm just going to do one this week. And uh, next week, I'll get back to more uh, questions like we did last week. That was fun, I think. And I think a lot of people liked that. But look, I'm long, and GarageBand is getting pissed at me that I've got uh, so much data in this particular file. So I'm just going to do one. This comes from Eric from UC Santa Cruz. 
I'm looking to get back into the TV sci-fi genre, and from what I hear, I've missed a lot. Dude, you really have. I just bought Firefly, and my jaw nearly fell off. That's a very common reaction to Firefly. What would you recommend as the next must-have to what shall my Netflix next be dedicated? Uh, Eric, it's a little program called Battlestar Galactica. You want to get yourself the miniseries? And then you want to get the Season 1. Season 2 comes out December 20th, and I already have mine pre-ordered at several different stores, just in case I happen to be closer to one of them than the other when the the Battlestar Galactica is officially released. This is the show that redefined what sci-fi is and, and should be. It is the most amazing, phenomenal, incredible, mind blowing show ever. Where Firefly is a whole lot of fun and does this great kind of western thing and really picks up kind of where Star Trek left off. Battlestar Galactica redefines the genre. Battlestar Galactica is an incredibly complex, incredibly challenging, deep, dark human drama that happens to be set in outer space. And really good science fiction is able to address problems and uh, concerns and things which are happening in the world today and do them in a, in a, in a safe uh, outer space kind of context, Battlestar Galactica does that. The entire first season, I think, is all about September 11th. And I hope that doesn't put you off from it. It is just an unbelievable show, and I love it. That is to what your Netflix next shall be dedicated All right, that's all the time that I have this week for Radio Free Burrito. I want to thank you all very much for tuning in and giving me a little bit of your time. Hope you had a good time with it. Hope you enjoyed the audio diary. It was really a lot of fun to put together. I'm always interested in your feedback. You can send it to podcast at willwheaton.net. You can send your questions to ask at willwheaton.net. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I hope everybody has a great week. If you're in the Los Angeles area, I seriously hope that you will come out to the Second City Theater on Thursday night to see me perform in Monogram Sweater. I'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Where are they? I think they're talking about us. No way. Lewis, let's go. We're not Landum, 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 but we are VTWProductions.com, a place to get your news via podcast and blog, a home for nerds and geeks at VTWProductions.com. And you know, I actually managed to be in front of the microphone at the right time for the ending of the long, long segment from Mr. Will Wheaton. That was a very old episode, uh, apparently the second episode that he ever did of Radio Free Burrito, uh, strangely named episode one, but he started numbering from zero because he's a big nerd that way. Go forth and figure. I was just looking through the uh, research team information uh, for the upcoming episode here of Casually Hardcore and saw, for those of you who play World of Warcraft and who have ever played Alliance side, know who... Hogger was in the original game. He was the, the first elite mob you would encounter and first quest you'd be given to take down an elite. Bit of an, an abrupt uh, reminder that you can't get your ass handed to you at a very low level in that game. And he's been retooled in Cataclysm to be uh, an end boss of the Stockades instance. And it's, it is amusing. Um, I'll put a link here in the IRC for those of you in there. I'll put that in the show notes too. It's just fun. 
seeing them recycle fun content and just nostalgia-ridden content like Hogger. Uh, it's not all about the serious, you know, world-ending bosses like uh, Deathwing. Sometimes it's just about Hogger, because well, Hogger is Hogger. Yes, Hogger is the final boss in Wowberry. True story. True that. So, next segment here will be a musical interlude comprised entirely of tracks I found over using the search engine and the radio player at gemendo.com. Gee, did I mention earlier that you should all go over to gemendo.com also and send me playlists of stuff you'd like to hear, because it's all Creative Commons licensed stuff that I'm allowed to play to my heart's content and include on the podcast. Yay for that. So, coming up I have, looks like a good 20 minutes or so worth of music. Um, Yeah, and I'll give you the summary of the tracks at the end of the segment. So, I'll be back in a few. Enjoy the music. You're listening to another test episode of Alpha Geek Radio Live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Here comes the music. Well, that's Necco Wafers, the candy that nobody likes.
self esteem, lots of directions. If you push them aside, see your complexion. Then you can visibly see in these corrections. You can't take advice, you'll never listen. In your stubborn ways, for such a mission. It's now no surprise, you never mend your ways. A self justifying mission every day. Shame, a rock, a dance 
Joe's Olive Garden. Where the breadsticks are free and the chefs boy are the Olive Garden. What's in your drink, man? Wait, what? I said, what's in your drink, man? I don't know. I drank it, man. It's in my stomach. Ah, well, what's in your ears, then? First is the World Radio at gtwproduction.com. Ah, I love that place, man. Wait, what? And Alpha Geek Radio, well, I'm going to say it's continuing because it hasn't stopped. In fact, the uh, talking breaks are more of an interruption. It's, it's kind of a reverse from the normal thing we do here at uh, Versus the World Radio, where we're mostly about talk shows. This is more of a variety show. So we welcome your content suggestions about the kinds of things you think we can get our claws into and share with the greater geek community, which is what this next segment is going to be for me. The creations of ZBS Foundation were a formative part of my uh, early teenage years. They do uh, radio dramas, and the one that I was introduced to them with was called The Adventures of Ruby, which is what I'm going to be playing a little bit of for you today. Now, the early episodes were done usually in three-minute increments because their original mission was to create drive-time radio. So people who were stuck in traffic, they would do episodic content for people who were making, hopefully, short commutes. So we have a bunch of three-minute episodes strung together here. So if they seem uh, a little abrupt, because their original design purpose was to be played over terrestrial radio during rush hour. So... Forgive them the uh, stutteriness. This particular offering of theirs is a uh, futuristic sci-fi adventure. Ruby is the galactic gumshoe, so it has kind of a film noir feel to it. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun, and I wish to share it with all of you, to, to pass it on to the next generation of nerds, from my generation of nerdiness to your generation of nerdiness. And thank you very much to the people over at ZBS.org for giving us permission uh, to do this. I have not clarified with them whether we can include this in the podcast, so this might be a live broadcast only thing. Uh, so between now and podcast, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, you may find a large gaping uh, hole of silence after this, which means they said, no, we'd rather you didn't include that in your podcast. So those of you listening live, bonus, bonus half hour of content coming your way right now. Now, the odd thing about this one is at the end of this section, I'm going to be handing off the stream to myself in the next room so to begin the next episode of Casually Hardcore. be interesting to see how that works out. I'll be running back and forth. If you watch me on the cameras, it should be rather entertaining. Coming up next here, we have the beginning of the original series of The Adventures of Ruby. All right, that brings us up against the end of the showtime. Um, didn't exactly work out the timing quite right there because I got my own show... Normally, I'd be handing off from uh, Octel Hordak at this time. So that concludes another test broadcast of Alpha Geek Radio on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. I'll attempt to get this folded up into a podcast. I, however, have to wait to hear back from the guys at ZBS Foundation to see if I'm allowed to include uh, ye olde uh, radio drama in the podcast or if that is a live broadcast only thing. I hear people arriving in the next room for the next show, which is... 
casually hardcore. You may have heard of it. This this guy, uh, YZ Gnome, does it with some friends of his. Um, I don't know, a couple of people tune in on Sundays. So, I have a fun track from Paul and Storm to lead you out, and then I'll be running back and forth between my cameras to switch over to the main broadcast rig in the next room. Thank you for joining me, and thank you for your feedback for this episode of Alpha Geek Radio. Please send in suggestions, ideas, uh, criticisms are always welcome at the show at alphageekradio.com. That's the show at alphageekradio.com. Don't know when this one will be on the air next. Watch the front page of vtwproductions.com for information about uh, perhaps a permanent home for this one. I'm working on doing this as a co-hosting setup with uh, Octail, but he does not have free time in his schedule for many, many weeks to come, so it may have to wait until then. We shall see. Thank you for joining me, and I will catch you in about mm, two minutes, 16 seconds, over on the other rig for Casually Hardcore, next on Versus the World Radio. Mr. Moon, won't you listen to me?